entertaining, a dazzling escape. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Welcome to Entertainment Review. I'm Michelle Mendoza and happy to be spending my time hanging out with you talking entertainment from entertainment news. It's going to be refreshing to talk about something fun and something wholesome. I want to introduce you to my new friend, the man behind the music and the movie of uh, a film that to me was reminiscent of back in the day. Okay, some of you will know what I'm talking about. The after-school specials. Do you remember the after-school specials? They were so entertaining. A film for the family, and this is the man behind it. Randall, Randall Terry. Terry. Thank you for joining in, Randy. We met at a National Religious Broadcasting Convention where your film was nominated for the, the big award, which is quite an honor. You were up against some gorgeously stiff competition. Um, your film has actually elicited quite a bit of attention. I think what we'll do, first of all, just to set the stage, is to talk about the film and play a scene from the film. Sure. Time Boys, it's a time travel movie. And we had the backstory is interesting. And we can get to it afterwards, but it involves one of our sons having cancer and all kinds of stuff. So the clip that you're about to see is the four time boys are going to go into the future. So the, the dad, the pa, the redhead in this is a widower. He's an inventor and he has created a time machine and he's trying to get to the future to get medicine, to come back in time to save his wife from death. Right. His sons don't know that he has created this time machine. And he gets betrayed when he's in the future. He gets shot. And the boys still don't know that this is time travel. But, of course, they end up going into his workshop, throwing the switch on something. They don't know what it is. And they get sent into the future. You get to see them go into the future, but also see them emerge in a junkyard in 2016. And they have no idea where they are or what's going on. Pa came home shot. We don't know where he is. We don't even know if he's alive. Yeah, I'm with Ali. We have to go. Robert's here. What? We can't let him see us. I'll back. No! Pa told us we cannot go in there. We gotta hide from Robert somewhere. And they enter in where they should not go. Wow! This won't be a pause working on. What I like all the it? fluorescence, that's cool. So if you're listening, the boys are looking at this machine and Hey! Uh, what are you doing? There they go. Don't touch that! <laughs> Boys, I know you're back here. Come on. They've been found out. 
We just did an x-ray to make sure there were no bullet fragments. He should be fine in a couple of days. And this is the he father, had no ID, right? But he yes. did have these coins. And he had an old suitcase with a lot of weird stuff. Well, how'd that collect the coins? These are worth a lot of money. Give me a call when he wakes up. We need to find out who he is and who shot him. Will do. going to stop it there and i'm telling you that's just a little sneak peek imagine what kids anyone from that time would feel like coming to close to this time talk so, about so they started 1908 so talk about a little bit of a culture shock and <laughs> it, it truly is let's talk about the story behind time boys how you got here in 2013, our second son, Michael Winston, was diagnosed with cancer. We lived in West Virginia. He was 10 years old at the time. He was in stage four of lymphoma, oh, of acute lymphoblastic lymphoma. And we had to move to Memphis very quickly to go to St. Jude Research Children's Hospital. And thank God and thank you, Lord. They, they saved his life. But while we were in the middle of the, the chemo, my boys had this idea that we needed to make a time travel movie. And I was looking back in one of my things that I keep notes for movies. And it was from 2013, late 2013. It says, I guess we're making a time travel movie. <laughs> so those four boys are actually my sons. And we worked on the script. And then in the summer of 2017, we hired a uh, 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 director of photography right out of film school. We hired a script supervisor right out of film school. And it was a summer project. So we had a whole bunch of homeschool families that we're involved with, that we became a part of the community here. And we put together a massive project. I, I cannot tell you how big this was. We built a fair. We literally built a fair for the 1908 scene. There's over 30 scenes in the movie. I have, I've been doing television and radio for years and many documentaries, but I had never done a feature length film. So this was my, my film school. I think that we overshot the runway in the sense of <laughs> we, we just did so much and everyone was volunteering except for the kids that I hired out of film school. So it didn't cost us a lot at the beginning it was just a blast. It was a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. They tell you, don't make a movie with rain, with children, and with animals. So we went for two out of the three. We did a movie with children and animals, and it's hard. But the finished product is great. We, we have, my son was healed of cancer. All these kids tried out for parts. We hired some really good professional actors. That cost us a little bit of money. One of the male leads was in a movie with Woody Harrelson and with Kevin Costner. The female lead has played opposite Morgan Freeman. Another man, Bill Luckett, God rest his soul, he recently passed away. He's been in a lot of movies. Uh, he played our priest. 
1908, one of the characters from Waffle, the, the Johnny Cash movie, mm -hmm. is in the movie. <clears throat> so we, we had some really good adult actors and then kids from all and over. And that really helps, doesn't it? it? It really helps when you can have that influence of more seasoned professional actors. If you were on the basketball court and all of a sudden Michael Jordan walks on, everyone wants to up their game a little bit. And you learn from those who have walked that before that is part of, of that charm uh, and it's part of the miraculous kind of thing that happens oftentimes of all the people that i talk to that have made faith films randy the magic the joy of the something that you can't write into a script and you can't put into a budget so i want to hear about some of those oh my gosh moments that you just couldn't have made up. One of the scenes, the villain, the main villain in the past is telling his son that he's worried that these time boys are going to cause a problem because the older villain has financed this project and really has malice in his heart. Pa is just trying to get his wife back from the dead. So we go to set up this scene and the old man is sitting on the porch. He's going to sit with his son. And when we arrive at the location, there's a spider web that is fairly close to the steps. And there's a spider right in the middle of it. And I said, get the camera quick. Just bring the camera over here. And the DP is like, well, we don't have time. I said, just get the camera over here. So we shot a tight shot on the spider web with the spider in the middle. And then we rack through it to the villain opening the scene. And it's just creepy. <laughs> you could not how do you even pay to get somebody to set up that, that was actually a very high quality moment i'm not gonna lie the film itself the story is a lot of fun it does get you thinking about how far we've come down this road of culture and what a difference uh, it over a hundred years make and shooting this with a, a bunch of homeschool families that's pretty amazing what let me put a plug in for the movie Go to timeboysthemovie.com. We have just put up a sneak preview of the movie. If you want to rent it, it's very inexpensive. And the soundtrack is also there. We can talk about the soundtrack in a little bit. But timeboysthemovie.com. We would be honored if you would watch it and leave a review. Leave a review, please. We have won over 60 awards in film festivals throughout America and two or three of them around the world. It's just, it's been amazing. We spent, we, the shooting it was inexpensive. Editing it was expensive. And getting the soundtrack was really expensive. The reason it looks like a professional movie is because we had a good DP who captured things in the lens. We hired people to do the sound. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to tell anybody out there who's thinking about making a movie, as, as counterintuitive as this is, the most important element of a movie is the sound. It's not what you, it's what you hear. It's very true. You can watch a movie, a foreign movie, for example, where there's overdubbing and no matter what the quality is, there's that feeling of there's just something off. So it is a blessing when you can work with talented people who are unknowns or who haven't had the film experience. And in your case, maybe working with families that were able yeah, the, to be walk-ons or lead. extras. The Go young ahead. female lead, Alyssa Stocking, she won Best Teen Actress at the Content 2022 Awards, which was awesome. And our bully, our main bully in 2016, 
he is in film school right now. He's in acting school. In fact, right now he's in Germany on a shoot. He was in our first Time Boys movie and he was also a bully in the sequel, Time Boys 2, which is in post-production right now. So these kids did such a great job. And we had moms on set every day. Moms were hauling their kids in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the dads would come. Sometimes the dads helped us build sets. That's great. Yeah, there was so much to do. Because we didn't know what we were doing, (laughs) no one could tell us no. If I had an idea or one of the kids had an idea or a mom had an idea, it was like, okay, let's try that. So we did camera angles and stunts with the camera movement and dolly and cranes. We, I've been watching enough movies over the decades to know what I wanted to see. I didn't know necessarily how to do it, but we got the gear. We bought a lot of really good gear and we rented a drone, Mm -hmm. a high-end 6K drone, the lens with the 6K intake. And so the film opens with a shot from above in the 1908 fair. And then the camera goes in animals and horses and dancing and music. And it's just this magnificent drone shot. So having all these kids and parents that are creative, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you that the one downside <laughs> is that most homeschool kids are used to asking questions. So, in, in a public school setting, a lot of times the kids line your chairs up, sit there, be quiet, so everyone is really stiff. In the homeschool, I'll tell you a story. One time I took my boys to a, a really nice guitar factory, high-end boutique guitar factory. You can see some of the guitars in the background. And Warrior Guitars. So we got there, and the owner of Warrior said, I'll give you guys a tour. He said, it'll take a half an hour. <laughs> I said to him, no, it won't. <laughs> You have no idea what you're in for. I have my four sons, me and my wife. I said, you'll be lucky if it's an hour. It might be an hour and a half. And he looked at me. I said, trust me, my boys are going to ask you questions. So we start. And man, the questions just started rolling out of my son's mouths. And an hour and 20 minutes later, <laughs> he was worn out. I said, I told you, they're going to ask questions. So homeschool kids, are they're, they sometimes tend to be a little bit more inquisitive and sometimes, and they have permission to ask questions. In a classroom, you do often learn, all right, I've got it. There's turn taking. When you are homeschooled, your teacher's a captive audience. Anytime you need something, it's there. I could see the challenge on set. We're looking now at the footage for outtakes for for comedic, like funny stuff to put in in the credits. And The amount of time, the amount of stuff we have, footage that we have of these kids goofing around in between takes, it's incessant. It's incessant. And then I I was watching this footage and I thought, now I remember why I got so stressed out. (laughs) So sometimes things are going great. And then you say, cut. And immediately you have the dynamic of all these teenage boys and teenage girls. Boys want to impress the girls. Girls want to impress the boys. I mean, you can imagine... The amount of of um, tension that it at times exists. <laughs> oh, it does, and it's <laughs> as you said, working with kids and animals uh, can be difficult. A true story uh, took a, a group of kids that I was working with in drama to be extras 
on film. It was a film set in a school, not unlike what you'll see in Time Boys. There's some fun, interesting, thought-provoking, and funny, even some action scenes that you'll see throughout the school. So uh, we were almost late because these teenage girls took forever. They wanted to be camera ready. And there was a couple of boys that went and one, Josh, just barely woke up, slept in the car, and he was so tired he just wore glasses. As they are filming, the girls want to be, come on, I want to be on camera. So they're trying to place themselves as they're by the lockers and they're wanting to get noticed. But do you know who the director noticed? He noticed Josh there, leaning there with his glasses. He actually got a a speaking role and the girls are just going, are you kidding me? But those are the funny dynamics when you're working with kids. And Randy, you had a host of kids. A lot of the scenes were set in school. And that dynamic of 1906 versus 1960. When we set out to make the movie, by the way, the, the premise of the movie is these boys are accidentally thrown into the future and then the time machine is destroyed and they have to figure out a way to make a machine to get home. So that's to get back to 1908. And while they're in 2016, they're seeing all this bullying and this hostility to Christianity and they're bold young men from 1908 who speak Latin and who know how to defend themselves so you've got a fight scene, you've got just some, it's a fun movie. There's a reason why we're winning all these awards. And the music was one of the biggest thrills of yeah, my whole life. Let's literally. talk a little bit about the music. It wasn't just a little piece here. the man behind the music you're the man behind the music you you wrote all of the music for the film most of it that, Must have been um, over. there we go that band is saving able very successful popular rock and roll band right now so what happened was when i'm a musician i'm a songwriter and have a few albums and when i did the movie i pictured i think six songs we cut the songs and then when we were done with the edit my sound editor said you could fit a song right here and i looked at the scene and i thought i could write a song to weave in and out of the dialogue long story short this went on and i ended up writing 14 songs to go in the movie then one of the guys who plays in the movie a great guitarist used to tour around the country in different bands He's a friend, and he said, Randy, would you like to have Alice Cooper's keyboard player? And I said, excuse me? No, Actually, not excuse me. The answer is Kate instantly Campbell. yes. <laughs> Kate Campbell was the first, and she's she's done some beautiful albums, and my wife and I love her work. And I, I one day on a lark, I was listening, to, and I thought, Kate Campbell needs to sing this song. So I went to her website, I emailed her, and within 30 minutes, she was on the phone with me and agreed to sing it in the movie. I was in a state of shock. So this is during COVID. So all these superstars were just locked down, could no touring. So we started pulling the thread and my buddy, Phil Berger, I call him the sous chef of music. He calls up Derek Sherinian who says, yeah, I'll do it. Derek does six songs. Derek says, you want to talk to Al Petrelli. 
Now, Al Petrelli is one of the most famous guitar players on the planet. He used to play for Alice Cooper, for Megadeth, for Sabotage, and tons, ton, just genius guitar work. He said, oh, sure, I'll do it. And we became friends. And he's ended up doing, I don't know, 15 cuts for us on different projects. But we got Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. We got Corey Glover from Living Color. We got Eric Gales, who's an award-winning blues player. Saving Abel, who you just heard. Ken Stortz, founding guitar player for Skillet, plays in the album. Jeff Scott Soto used to sing for Journey. He sings two songs. So it's just this incredible array of world famous musicians that were all like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And it wasn't free. <laughs> we had to raise the money to do it, but everyone gave us a good deal. And everyone was a gentleman or a lady to work with and fun to work with. And the soundtrack, I had one of the people who's involved in the music industry said to me, this is probably the best soundtrack since Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's wonderful. No, it is a good soundtrack. It is definitely worth a listen. You can go to timeboysthemovie.com and you can purchase the soundtrack. You can rent the movie. Everything you want is right there. You're working on a trailer too, right? So we'll be able to get a, a, another sneak peek into uh, the movie. You can go to mymichellelive.com where you will be able to watch this in its entirety if you are just listening. Time Boys, the praise that I want to give to the film is that it is truly a film that is a family film. Your family can sit around and watch it. It's a film that is a good portrayal for children in a time where, where Disney, for example, has decided that, well, okay, we need to really infiltrate uh, LGBTQ XYZ agenda into our filmmaking. Just at the Oscars this last weekend, they they were talking about, yeah, children's films. They watch it again and again and again and again. And there's no better way to indoctrinate, basically. And so what are your kids watching? What are your kids being indoctrinated with? What messages are going through their head? We tell our stories in this day and age with movies, for the most part. We're very visual. And that's why this movie, which to me uh, was reminiscent of the after-school specials, maybe on steroids, we'll give it that, but to the after-school specials that I used to enjoy, that of kids and their shenanigans, that's a, a bit of what you'll experience, and I think your kids will love it. I, I have to tell you two things, and it, it involves what's next. When, I, when When my family and I started working on the screenplay, the, the boys were little. So these four boys, if you if just joined us, the time boys, they're actually our sons. Being homeschooled parents, Michelle, any parent for that matter, we are condemned, literally condemned to watch children's movies for years. Yeah, it is happening right now. I could, right. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we'll watch Thomas the Train. Then you graduate to some Goonies or you graduate to a Marvel movie, whatever. But... What I realized was that Shrek and Finding Nemo, these are films made for adults that children like. I've watched Finding Nemo repeatedly and I cry every time. Shrek is a, these are brilliant movies. So I wrote the movie in such a way that moms 
grandparents and kids would all like it. There's scenes in there. We've had parents say they cried. We've gotten reviews. And oftentimes the parents and the grandparents give it a higher number than the kids. The kids love it, but the parents and the grandparents love it even more. So when you say it's a family movie, I promise you, if you have no children and you just want to watch it because of the way the movie works and the music elements and the battle of the bands and the rock and rollers. So Time Boys 1 is done. Bridgestone Media is going to distribute the movie, but they've allowed us to have our own website where people can see a sneak peek. So I encourage you to do it. We shot Time Boys 2 this past summer. Editing begins uh, at the end of this month. There's a major film school that the, the students, as a part of their internship, some of the kids in the film department are actually going to edit Time Boys 2, which I'm very excited about. That's outstanding. And Good to know. Good to know. So we have something to look forward to as you're watching Time, Time Boys. Boys. 2 and Time Boys 3 is up here right now. Just <laughs> mulling it over. Yeah, just take a, a little lesson so from Time Hollywood. Boys, if it's if you Time got a Boys one, you one. got a two, you got a three, you just keep going. <laughs> Time Boys 1 is boys from 1908 getting thrown into the future. Time Boys 2 is three college girls getting thrown into 1914. Three mm. modern college girls going back in time. Okay, you can only imagine what that's going to be oh. like until we get to see the, the movie. <laughs> hey, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. I so appreciate you. I appreciate your vision. I love that uh, you were able to do all that you were able to do on such a modest, I'll say, budget. And that's a testament to what God can do. But it's also a lesson in innovation when we're not constrained by big budget movies they have to do this. They have to do that because they know that works and they're, they're afraid to step out of the box. You stepped out of the box. I don't even know if you know where that box is, but it's, it was a glorious well, romp I, and I appreciate your time with us. I want to just say, if anybody wants to contact me on the website, there's an email. I would happily come to any communities in the country and just share with you how you can do this in your own town. I like it very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com.